0: Have you ever lost a listing? Have you ever just kind of gotten kicked in the stomach because you felt sure that you got a listing and uh, the rapport was incredible and then they call and tell you they listed with somebody else or even worse, they send you an email and tell you they've chosen someone else. It hurts, man, I know. It's happened to me tons of times and I hated it. And um, so because of that, I created a product called a certified listing agent. I got the eight top listing agents in the world and recorded their listing appointments. Everything, no holds barred, no secrets here, everything. And then after each listing appointment, we uh, discussed it and uh, created a course out of it. It's uh, over 10 hours of intense uh, video. And it's for you to watch and never lose a listing again check it out there's a lot of free samples you can go in and see kind of what it's like before you uh, sign up for it Uh, rebusuniversity.com we also got the the uh, highly popular cta certified team agent with jeff Cohn, and that is how to build a massive team how jeff went from 80 to 580 units in four years and uh, what he does behind the scenes what forms he uses how his systems are run everything on the CTA Certified Team Agent, and many things to come. If you if you're interested, go to uh, RebusUniversity.com. Put yourself on the mailing list. There, uh, we have a price reduction course. We have a 101 ways to get uh, real estate leads for free. We have an ISA course coming out. Uh, a lead handling course, not not how to lead generate there's there's a ton of courses that other people do on that but this is how to efficiently capture leads and work with them so uh they have a couple of courses coming out on that aspect so anyways rebusuniversity.com check it out guys you'll be glad you did now on uh, with the show Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a great guest. I have real estate agent, super coach, Mr. Hank Avenk on the line, and Hank has got a phenomenal thing for us to talk about today and that's recovery time i don't mean recovery time from the workout you just had with your trainer i mean recovery time from getting your head kicked in because you got your ass beat on a real estate listing appointment that was seven hundred thousand dollars and you lost a lot of money i'm that's the recovery time i'm talking about so without further ado let's get hank on the show hank welcome to pat hyben interviews real estate rock stars
1: Yeah. Thanks, mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All Uh, right. (laughs) Hank, why don't you give us your bio, buddy? All right. Real quick bio. Um, I've been
1: a millionaire. I've been bankrupt. I've had a kid that's gone through open heart surgery. Um, I've basically been through a lot of life and I keep getting up. And right now I'm living my life on purpose. I take my kids to school. I pick them up from school and I've got the exact life that I desire because it's all my responsibility. So does that work? I coach some top agents around the country, agents that have come to me making $7,000 a month, some of them are making over $50,000 a month, and the main thing
0: that we work on is recovery time and your mindset. That's awesome. Okay, so let's talk about this. First of all, t- tell me, wh- what is your definition of recovery time, that sort of thing? What tell Tell us what this phenomena is that we're talking about, because it's kind of very focused you know we're not we're not starting with a very broad topic here today so which is good i like that so talk to me about it well here here's the reality
1: is you're going to get your teeth kicked in as you said earlier pat and and the question is how fast does it take for you to recover from that And what i mean from this is is Many times agents beat themselves up. If someone says no to them they stop making phone calls or if they don't get a listing appointment then they wall in their crap for three, four five days. And what we're talking about is how quick do you get back up when someone tells you no or you lose that listing appointment or or you negotiate a deal the wrong way and get back on the saddle because how fast you recover and get back into the scheme of things is de- will determine how much success you have. Does it take you one minute? Does it take you a day or does it take you a week
0: or for some people? does it take you three, four or five months? I think the latter really for a lot of agents, I think that, you know, it takes, especially if it's a big deal, I can remember deals in my years of selling that I still vividly remember what I was wearing, you know, where I was, the words that were said on, you know, very, very competitive listing appointments where I felt like I had them in the bag and that I had super duper rapport with the people. They love me. I love them. And uh, I lost it to another agent. And it felt like um, a girlfriend was cheating on me. You know what I mean? I mean, it was very, I felt it in my soul. I've also had experiences dealing with agents on my team where they've worked with buyers for months and months, showing them houses over and over again and built deep rapport and have sacrificed family time and sacrificed So much time showing them houses, then boom, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, we bought a new home from a builder and we didn't put you down as our agent, and you're out of, you know, 15 grand just like that, and have them go into almost like a deep depression, a slump of real estate sales because. These buyers, uh, you know, screwed them. No, so- no, 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 no. Re- re- real quick, Pat. These buyers
1: didn't screw them. There's something that happened during that where they didn't set the proper expectation. And and here's the thing is if we say that the buyers screwed them, that means that we're a victim and we're not taking responsibility. There's something that happened in that transaction before they screwed them where they didn't get their buy-in. Maybe it was not setting the proper expectation that, hey, if you're working with a builder, I can help you there. See, I think here's the problem that agents have, Pat. They say that other people are doing it to them. Oh, heck no. You know what? You probably didn't set the proper expectation. You probably zigged when you should have zagged. Mm. When you can find the ownership and identify and bring awareness around where that went wrong, maybe it was the fact that you didn't set the proper expectations or have the right standards. You talked about giving up family time. You know what? Maybe that's where you went wrong. You should have had higher standards and not given up that family time. So it's your fault. They should have fired
0: you sooner before you gave up all that time. Wow, I, yeah, I mean, you're one hundred percent right. and i'm and I'm glad I said it like that. you know, and it came from my heart. Um, and I'm glad you said it like that because, you know, at the end of the day, I guess one of the steps to making sure that you recover fast is to protect yourself, to make you, you know, judgment proof almost, or make yourself up uh, to put a shield around you with best practices that ensure that these type of incidents don't happen and part of that best practice might be to talk about new home builders you know on the first meeting to talk about your expectations and to talk about a buyer agency agreement on the first meeting and to and to like you said not you know if it's going to hurt you because you sacrificed a trip to the amusement park with your kids Uh, To go on the listing appointment and then you lost the listing appointment. It's not because the people screwed you. It's because you sacrificed that amusement park. You should have never sacrificed that in the beginning. You should have higher standards and then, you know, then, then you wouldn't have any regrets.
1: Well and that that's exactly it. I I think Pat most of us aren't aware of our standards. So if you're listening to this, do me a favor. What standards do you have to work with a buyer? What standards do you have to work with a seller? Are you saying yes to things and then saying no to things that you should have that you already said yes to? And and if you find a situation where you feel butt hurt about something that you're talking about by listing out on see where you lowered your standards because I bet you 99% of the time you didn't have standards and that's why you put yourself in that position to get butt hurt.
0: Can I say butthurt? <laughs> yeah, this is great. So, uh, yeah, this, um, yeah, you put yourself in there, right? You did, you did, you did. like it or not? As hard as it hurts. Okay, so let's say you know I am butthurt, right? Let's say that I'm an agent. I'm out there. I'm driving down the road. I'm listening to this show, and I'm butthurt because, you know, something just happened, right? I just got smacked down hard, right? Uh, I had a listing. I had it for nine months. It didn't sell. Another agent, they fired me. Another agent listed it. They dropped the price 100000 and it sold in a day. I'm butthurt. How do I get over that? Well, you get over it because why the hell did you wait nine months to get it to that point? I
1: mean, if another agent was getting them to drop it by $100,000, they had some motivation there, Right. So it's your fault for not making that pain versus pleasure, making them aware that they're $100,000 overpriced. And you know what? You should have fired your ass probably six months ago and brought awareness to them. And sometimes we fire ourselves as listing agents to reapply for the job because if if they drop the price $100,000, you didn't do your freaking job to get it through to them that they're
0: $100,000 overpriced. So why are you butt hurt Because you sucked. Wow. Wow. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, you're kind of like a doctor that I go see the doctor and rather than trying to fix my knee that's all sore, you say to me, well, you're 50 pounds overweight. No wonder, you know, yeah, right. It's your, it's your own fault that this knee hurts, lose the weight, and then you won't have all that pressure on your knee. Now, get out of here. Now, that, that's not what the person wants to hear, right? They want to say, you know, doc, do a surgery on my knee. You well, know, I understand is- what you're saying, but... Pat, here's, here's the thing is, during a listing appointment,
1: if you're not making that seller uncomfortable, you're probably not having a real conversation with them. See, one, one thing that I coach my clients to is make that seller uncomfortable at some point during the listing presentation because you're going to let them know, hey, if you want me to tell you what you want to hear, I'm probably not your agent. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'd rather have tough conversations now than six months from now when I've got you tied into a year of contract, there's nothing you can do. If you can't handle a real conversation right now, we're probably not a good fit. Because here's the thing is, if your property sits on the market for nine months, those are crappy referrals that I'm going to get because I haven't done my job. I don't want to take your listing if we can't have a real conversation. Your conversation that we're having is you're hundred grand overpriced. Hmm. So here's the thing is, if, if you want everybody to like you and you want to build rapport and all that stuff, it's, it, I get it. You've got to build rapport. Yet what if you built rapport by having a real conversation? Here's what I know. People may not like me, yet they'll respect the fact that I was willing to have a real conversation with them. And and, and I got to tell you, people are yearning for real conversations in today's day and age. Would you agree or disagree with that, Pat? Well,
0: okay. So here we go, right? So here we go. We're not We're not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about you know, sides here, but I think that this is an interesting conversation because let's relate it back to the election that we just went through. Oh it, shit. Here we go. Right. Right. All right. You know, you know, and I'm <laughs> not, you know, let's, let's relate it if what you said, right? Repeat what you said. People might not like you, but they respect the real conversation. That's what you just said, right? Correct. And that's essentially what just happened with Donald Trump is that, there was a lot of people that didn't necessarily like him, right? But they respected his yeah. position or his conversation. Well, I think a l- Let me know if you agree people- with, this, with, this, with that statement as to what happened, the phenomena that just happened.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, very, very few people that you talk to like him, right? Yet they, they like the fact that he's, he's not going to stay with status quo and he's going to shake things up. And you know one thing that we've got to remember is the gra- when the when you think the grass is greener on the other side, when you shake things up, sometimes it gets messy. So I hope I hope all of us that look for that
0: change realize that sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards. Oh well. And,
1: and, 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 and you what? know it, interest
0: rates are going up, buddy. Yeah. And, and, and Donald and he'll and he'll just be like you know suck it up. Well, and, that, it, and that's and here- what's going to happen uh, rather than trying to you know do surgery on the knee is going to be like, well, the, the economy needs to lose some weight.
1: Yeah. And, and Pat, I don't know if you agree with this yet. There's going to be a huge shift. And anytime something changes, there's huge opportunities. So some of you should be chomping at the bit going, oh my gosh, there's going to be a huge opportunity here. And am I going to be prepared for that? I'm going to be positioned for it to, to take advantage of it. And, and because I guarantee you in the next 12 months, there's going to be huge opportunities that we aren't even aware of right now. And are you positioned... To take advantage of those. There's a great book called Lean Startup where, and where they talk about being able to pivot. Some of you guys may have businesses right now where there's going to be an opportunity where you can pivot your current business to take advantage of another opportunity. And will you allow your ego to say, hey, this business can better serve this business and take your people that are currently doing something and move them into something else because
0: you've got the structure to do that. Does that make any sense where I'm going with that, Pat? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Hank, I understand right, that there are a lot of lessons to be learned in every failure. We get that, right? The agent driving car listening to this podcast right now is thinking, Hank, I get it, right? I've been obsessing about this and I know that I did this wrong. I know that I did this wrong. I'll promise I'll never do it again. You've created a five-step process, whereas to take these people out of that mental glut, that mental slump, right, where they're hurt right? To take them yep. out of that hurt and to recover. And recovery is, you know, it's, a, it's an athletic term almost in my mind, right? Because when you, when you work out and you work your muscles, those muscles need recovery time to get back together. When you run a marathon, your, your muscles need recovery time to recover. And agents need recovery time to recover from these losses. Uh, and you've developed a, a system to hack that recovery time. So instead of it taking, you know, a long time, could take months for some agents, it's only going to take a day or two, right? Talk to me about this.
1: Well, I don't even think it should take a day or two once, once you get to this. So I'm a big sports guy. I don't necessarily watch a lot of sports yet. Um, I played hockey. I've done an Ironman, all that stuff. So a lot of what I do is related back to sports. So this five-step system that you're talking about, the first thing is you got to be aware if you don't have awareness around it, you don't know what you don't know, right? So the first step is being, being aware of, of what's going on, what you're feeling. Because if you're aware of your feeling and you feel, as we said earlier, butthurt, um, go back to your thoughts around that and, 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 and explore those thoughts and own them. The second thing I'm going to say is ownership. See, because once you take ownership, now you're saying that there's something that you could have done differently to have a different outcome. It might have been not even going on the listing appointment. Okay. It may have been, it, it, it may have been, um, you know, uh, who knows just taking ownership because once you have ownership, you're saying that you could have had a different outcome based on doing something different.
0: Okay. So I, third- I, I, wait a minute. I need you to slow down a little bit here. Um, so, <laughs> so the first thing, cause people may be writing this down, right? They may be in a situation right now where they're like, they just got their head kicked in yesterday. You said the first step is Thoughts. Ex-exper- Correct. What, what are you talking about? Well, so here's um, T. Harfacker
1: brought us a thing called Point Farm um, in, in the Millionaire Mind. Right, uh, great book. If you haven't haven't read it, just go check it out. So what he talks about is anytime you have a feeling that you choose not to have, you need to bring awareness around that and, and recognize that feeling. Well, Pat, let me ask you: Is it easier to change your feelings or change your thoughts?
0: Hmm, that's uh, you know, I guess it's easier to change your thoughts.
1: I, I would agree. So what you want to do is you want to go and and if you're having a feeling like you choose not to have that your butt hurt, go to your thoughts around that. Well, why didn't I get this listing? Well, that seller was mean to me. Well, the seller was mean to you for what reason? And was he really mean to you, or you weren't just giving them what they what they? But that's that that's they were that
0: that's ownership, right? Thoughts are, that, thoughts are more of you know in my mind, and and this is your story, but you know in my mind thoughts would be I'm jealous or I'm. Uh, upset and I'm up, and then, and then thinking to yourself, would every real estate agent in the world who were put in the same situation as I am today feel the same way? The answer is no. There, there's a lot of them that would just think, oh, well, that guy is having a bad day next, right? So that's what thoughts are. Am I giving, is my thought normal? If I put a hundred agents in this same situation and the answer would probably be, no, you're, you're making more of it because, you know, you felt like you had a connection with them where some people would be like, I didn't care about that connection. I knew going in, it was just a listing appointment, right? So, so that's thought. So getting into control of your thoughts and that thoughts are things and that you can, you can change your thoughts And one way. Do that through. Uh, you know, journaling about this, you know, talking about it with somebody else, like a coach or a therapist, um, <laughs> or, or, or creating an affirmation around their loss. That's that's their loss, just taking a different attitude. So now that, that uh, I think I clarified that in my way, I'll let you clarify it in your <laughs> way. <laughs>
1: well, uh, oh, Pat, I think that that's exactly it, right? So if you have thoughts that you choose not to have, just change them. You know, and some will say, "Well, it's not that simple." Well, for some of us that have been working on our mindset for years, it is that simple, because we all have different thoughts and different programming, programmings around things, and and it's just a matter of if you want to accept them or not. For example, Pat, if I say "gun," what thought do you have?
0: A scared, you know? Okay. Fear, fear.
1: Okay. Okay, so- that
0: wait a minute, that's a feeling. You know, I visualize a black gun, you know, on a white background. I mean, it just. Well, well, so right away when I said the word gun, every single person
1: that's listening to this jumped to a conclusion of what they think about a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hunting season here in Michigan. So when I think about a gun, I think about the guy that just got an eight-point buck here on my property.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think handgun like, you know, a criminal with one. So, so yeah, So the, okay, so I get you. So, so we create our own thoughts. We, we put meaning behind our thoughts. That's I mean. it. That's it because
1: here's here's the thing is we put meaning behind them and then we attach the level of meaning towards that. And so once we become aware of our thoughts, we can we can choose whether or not we keep those thoughts or not. Pat, you don't have the same thoughts that you had 20 years ago. I'm sure you look at things differently now and 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 the the difference is have you consciously chosen your programming or have you unconsciously done it? Mm. I know the first 25 years of my life, I live my life by society. Hey, it's cool to go out and get wasted. It's cool to go, you know, sleep with a bunch of chicks. Yet, why did I feel empty every single morning after all that? I'm supposed to be cool. It's because that was society telling me that, hey, this is what you got to do to be cool. And it wasn't until I consciously made the decision that, no, this, this isn't for me, that it changed my thoughts around it, which then changed my feelings and changed my actions. I mean, T. Harv Eker put a great formula to this in The Millionaire Mindset, and, and I got to tell you, there's nothing that can make you more money than figuring out all your programming. And T. Harv
0: Eker in The Millionaire Mindset has a great outline of it. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to put a link of that book, hybendigital.com backslash Hank and, uh, on, in all the show notes. So in any event, okay, so let's get back to this. So we got thoughts, we got ownership. We understand that we covered that, you know, it's our own fault. What's the third one? Well, the third one is you got to make the decision. You got to make the decision that you're going to move
1: forward. See a lot of times in adult uh, adulting sometimes sucks. And what I mean by that is we we get this vision of being adult. We get to eat ice cream for breakfast. Yet sometimes as an adult, we're forced, forced with two decisions, right? I mean, between you and me, I didn't like either choices that we had in this election, right? So you still have to make a choice. You make a choice. And then my buddy Cody Gibson once said, he said, first, you got first you these two choices. Once you make that choice, you make that choice the right choice. So you got to make the decision that you're going to make a choice and then make the next right choice and then the next right choice. And if you found out you, you made a wrong choice, guess what? Go back to step one. Get awareness around it. Take ownership. Make a decision and then get into action and do it again. I mean, let's face it, Pat, you're going to screw up a lot. And the more you screw up, if I was picking a teammate and, and I could, if I had 10 people and I could ask them one question, I'd ask them, how many mistakes have you made in the last week? Mm. And and I'd pick the person that has made the most mistakes because they're willing to fail. And the people that are willing to fail are the people that get somewhere in this
0: life. Wow. That's pretty intense, right? And And, and think about if you had that attitude, like... Like the people that are willing to fail and the people that fail are winners. So, you know, if you fail and you lose a listing or a buyer buys without you, then, you know, that's, you know, that's a seed of greater success. And you're just going to, that's supposed to happen. That failure is good because it means you're going to, you're going to, you're going to make a lot of money because you're going to keep going.
1: Yeah, and so can can I give some practical knowledge here? Yeah, if you please. don't have five, if you don't have a dedicated script and role play partner, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go find the top five cities that send referrals to your city, and go find a script and role play partner in each of those cities. So you're going to have five script and role play partners, and when you leave a listing appointment like this and you get your butt kicked, you turn around, go around the corner, and you call each of these um, five people that you script and role play with. And Pat, this is what you do. Say, Pat, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be somebody that you socialize with. If I call you outside of our script and role play time, it's because I just got my butt kicked and I need you to pick up the phone because this is fresh in my mind. And I need to figure out how to script and role play this better to give a better answer, to give a different outcome. Now, I say five because inevitably script and role play partners suck on whole and they fall off. The best thing that you can do is be awesome with your script and role-playing. No one should ever be able to stump you. And if you get your butt kicked, get on with your script and role-play partners and master it so you never get your butt kicked on that objection again.
0: Woo! Yeah, <laughs> you're sweating now. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Uh, I I agree. Great, great, great practical knowledge there. Okay, so we got step one is thoughts. Step two is ownership. Step three is is choice. Get into choice, and I I feel like step four is action. Is that right? That is it. I mean, here's the thing: is one of my favorite quotes
1: is "imperfect action will be perfect action uh, or in action every single time." Let me repeat that one more time: imperfect action will be perfect in action every single time. Get into action. Go screw some things up.
0: Do it. Just do it. Just like just, the Nike slogan, just do it. It's simple, right? Yeah, yeah. In my book I talk about like the the 10 ways to get out of a slump and that's uh one of them is, you know, say yes to every invitation. You know, anybody invita- invites you to some sort of pampered chef party or or any party or anything or any Come here. Stop by here anytime. That sort of thing. Go. go. Say, say yes to everything. You know, if you're in yes. a slump and you want to take action, that's how you take action. Now make sure you hand out ten business cards while you're there. But uh, you know, but go. So, Pat, can I? Can I? I want to add on to that. One, the word that I like everybody to think
1: about is connections. How many connections do you make in a day? You know, I did a Facebook live video uh, this morning and by the time we got on here, I think there was already like 365 views. So if you look at that, there was 365 connections that were they made this morning on a four minute video. Now there's 30 something comments. I mean, uh, you know, some people talk contacts. I talk connections and then upgrade those connections to real conversations.
0: Hmm upgrade those connections to real conversations
1: okay how well so people are either going to be attracted to you or um um, they're going to be attracted away from you so be yourself i mean if you look at me i'm wearing my hat backwards um I, i mean i am what i am i am myself i cuss a little bit and i've turned up the volume on myself if agents would get out of their own way and just be themselves and realize hey guess what not everybody's going to like you that's okay Yet if you're being your true authentic self, people are going to be attracted to that and and more business is going to come your way than what you can handle. So turn up the volume on
0: being you and people are going to be attracted to you. Yeah, know who you are and, and even more important, know who you're not.
1: Well, that's exactly it. I mean, and, and so one reason that I have my own coaching company is if I was on a show like this and I was cussing and, and I had my hat backwards, that would affect the rest of the team because the past team that I was on, that wasn't their standard. you know you you had to wear the suit and tie. you had to be a certain mold. and And one thing that I realized was that wasn't my mold and it was getting too far away from who I was. Mm. Which means that it was time to go write the own the rules of my game and and, and here's what I'm going to say, teammates, if you're on a team, follow the rules that are written for you to be on that team and if you don't
0: like it go get your own team and write the own rules yeah sure and that happens a lot i mean it's typically the american way is you you start out working for somebody else you learn uh the best practices through that job and then you go out and open up your own store or, or what have you. i mean uh, that that's how it's done in america you know pretty i've had you know you know, in the 27 years of being licensed full-time in the state of Maryland and having com- having teams, whether it's the way I'm involved now, which is very little, or the way I was involved 15 years ago where I was highly in the mix of, of a team, I've, over that time, over that 27 years, I've had, you know, probably over 50 agents, between 50 and 100 agents that have left me and gone out on their own. And, and, I'd never blame them for it because I did it myself. You know, I started out at, at a company called Grempler. I went to Long and Foster. I went to Remax. I had my own company. Um, and, and then I went to Keller Williams, you know, so I was, and, and, and then I sold my team. Uh, I was always, you know, moving on to the next thing after I learned how to do it at one place. So I think it's... Uh, that's normal advice of what you said so, there. Okay, so I got thoughts, ownership, choice, action. What's the fifth and final step?
1: Repeat. And and it may sound it may sound funny. Yet the faster you get through this process, you repeat it because you're going to screw up left and right, and and just keep doing it over and over and over. So the fifth step is repeat. Be aware. Awareness is transformational in and of itself. So the fifth step is realize that. You're going to have to do it over and over and over and over again. And, and Pat, here's one thing I'm hearing a common theme of right now. Hank, I'm tired. I'm 50. I'm, I'm 55. I've already put my time in another, in another industry, and now I'm starting in real estate. And I just don't want to put in the work that got me successful in the other, the other industry. Well, you know what? Suck it up, buttercup. you got to have that drive <laughs> that you had when you were 20 years old, and you got to put in the hours. you got to put in the work. You just don't arrive there because you're special and you, you made it in another industry. Get to work.
0: Yeah, that's that that's that's interesting. I I could see that happening cuz I'm 51 and I certainly don't have the jam that I had when I was, you know, 21 when I first started in the business. But if I was starting all over, I I know how to survive. You know what I mean? I know how to make money yeah, and I know how yep. to survive and if I had to, I would go I could go work at a Starbucks or at a at a Ritz Carlton and carry bags you know, making money, uh, 12 hours a day. I mean, it's, a, it's there. I think we all have it in us, you know, look at, look at both presidential candidates or, or all of them. Look at Bernie Sanders, look at them all right They're All those guys are working like 16 hours a day and they're old. Yeah. They're yeah, all, I mean. they're all, you know, you know, all of them, you know, they're all killing it. They're all, you know, Donald Trump did six speeches, six different cities, The day before the election six speeches in six cities (laughs) the day before the election i mean most of us do a half hour class in front of our our office and we're exhausted you know you know pat i had
1: i had um
0: over uh,
1: 300 flights a year and and people are like how do you do it if you don't like what you're doing it's tough when you have a passion around what you're doing it's not work and and you'll have that energy if you don't have passion around what you're doing Go find something else to do. life's too short and and people are like, well, you don't get it, yeah, I get it. I left a job where I was making a half million dollars a year. I loved doing it, and I left it for with no security and I made the choice. We just built our dream home for for what? No guarantee
0: yet you know what? I just knew I was going to figure it out. Hmm. amazing, I love it. I love the advice, so of course, the last one is repeat, keep doing it, stay in action. Action, 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 and you'll get over the hump. Correct. Correct. That's, that's absolutely it. And,
1: and uh, yeah, just, just um, find your passion, get into massive action, and, and just keep working. Get complete clarity on what you want. And it's usually what you want usually isn't the real goal behind the goal. And that's where having people like Pat that are interviewing great people like this, having a mentor, having a coach that can really help you figure out what you want out of life. It might be right in front of you if you're just willing to look at things differently. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love all right. it. You know, figure it out. This well, Hank, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing. I'm going to put all of Hank's information on hybendigital.com us Hank, A-V-I-N-K. It's A V I N. Okay. Got that right, Hank? That's
1: absolutely right. Thanks so much for your time, Pat. It's been an honor.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.